Greetings and welcome to the Big Reviewski episode 28. Uh, I am Rory Cashin and once again, Owen, Owen, where are you, Owen? Paul, where's Owen? He's just neglecting us. I feel... Probably off at the beach. Will he be at the beach? It sounds like something he would do. He's just, he's rude. He doesn't bring in cream horns from, from Derry. Still not He doesn't, he doesn't show up half the time now. He neglects us emotionally too. I feel sad about it. Uh, But, you know, we'll power through because we have a fantastic... Yay! Uh, line up today because you know it, 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 instead of Owen we have possibly the most handsome man in the world Henry Cavill oh jeez I thought I, I genuinely I was actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a little glint in my eye I was like I was like Owen always sets us up for nice things at the start and then like insults us I was like really? no no uh, no well that wasn't an insult like I think compared to Henry Cavill we're all insults that says a lot about my ego if I was expecting yeah, that yeah if you yeah, actually yeah, thought yeah. I was going okay well, yeah. let's moving on from uh, from Henry Cavill as well as uh, writer-director Christopher McQuarrie because uh, they'll both be on the show talking about Billy. Mission Impossible Fallout and we have a third person here today. Woo! In studio, we have the fantastic Olivia Fahey. Hello. Welcome. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm very warm. It is. Uh, it, well, it's the, it's the depths of summer. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we get to do this in a small room with no air conditioning. You're yep. welcome. Thank you. At least I'm wearing a dress that blew up on my way here. So I got same. to flash a bunch of builders. <laughs> exact same. Uh, how are you doing today? Good, yeah. Definitely. Are you looking forward to talking about Mission Impossible? I really am, because I've had to keep stum for like a week now. It's been tough. Yeah, it's, it's been, been tough. really hard. Uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll break right, right into it. Uh, outside of Fallout, what was our favourite um, Mission Impossible stunt or set piece of, of the previous five movies? Olivia? Uh, oh, it's kind of difficult because there have been so many. Um, yeah. I really liked the, the rock climbing for Mission Impossible 2 in the opening. Wow, you two? Two, yeah, yeah, the worst one. But I, I said I liked that stunt. Okay, okay. Well, I you're, not gonna, you're not going to do an own on it here. You don't have ten stunts there, do you? <laughs> no, it was either that one or the uh, climbing up the the hotel in Dubai. The Burj Khalifa one. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. that is a fantastic. That's one. a that ghost, was, ghost protocol, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it was like heart yep. in your mouth sort of moment. It's like, how the hell is he actually doing that? And of yeah. the two, of the two, if you have to, it to be oh, pushed, the, the building, yeah, yeah. the hotel. But that was like a great sequence. It didn't just end there. That went into the sandstorm chase, didn't it? And it, like it literally yeah. it was like yeah. three set pieces starting from that, you know, red. The, green the, is go, red is dead. Gloves thing. Yeah. Terrible cool. gloves. Yeah. yeah. Paul? I'm going to go for a scene that I think kind of rejuvenated the franchise. As much as uh, Olivia loved the rock climbing in uh, MI2, I thought the kicking and the masks and do Grace Scott, and I just, ugh, I was like, where the hell is it going to go from here? MI3, which... Uh, was a actually great set piece to start with Kerry Russell in the helicopters but I'm going to go for the bit when Cruz is on the bridge he's getting attacked from the chopper 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 from above and the boat underneath and he's running from his dear life trying to jump the bridge and just when you think he's about to get he gets whipped into the side of a car and I thought that holy hell they're actually going to do this we don't know where it's going to go Cruz is a human being he can get the crap kicked out of him and I thought it was just a really well executed set piece and getting Abrams in was a really clever move because then he brought in McCurry and he kind of upped the game and now we're at we're at for MI Films and they kind of re rebooted the franchise brilliantly. Yeah, I wish I'd answered before you because <laughs> I have the exact same answer. It's the bridge, the bridge attack scene. I remember seeing that in the trailer and just seeing Cruz chucked sideways into the into the into the car and the back window smashing out because mm. he'd hit it so hard. And I was like. Oh shit! Like <laughs> that, got, that must have hurt. Um, 
and I actually spoke to Wade Eastwood, who is the stunt coordinator for Cruise and has been for a number of years now, um, and asked him how do they manage to pull off specific stunts like that and how difficult are they and why doesn't someone just tell Tom, he's like, the CGI Tom and also mm-hmm. stuntmen, you don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> uh, and that full interview will be up on a bonus bonus episode in a few days' time for all you lovely Big Review Ski listeners. Uh, and thanks for getting back about last week's um, big question, which was what was your favourite musical oh, moment yeah. in movies? Any of you have one that springs to mind? Well, as a big musical theatre fan, there's, there's a lot. Um, I probably think Moulin Rouge, opening sequence with Satine. Oh, that's, that's a fantastic nice. show. Uh, that's a good one. Yeah, and actually the fact that it's also opening uh, in Boston as an actual theatre show oh, is yeah. very exciting. Yeah. Jesus, that's going to be a lot of set changes. Yeah. Aaron Tavius <laughs> from uh, Les Mis is actually playing Christian as well. Which oh, wow. Really cool. That's yeah. quite a get. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, that was I've, a great show. Jeez, none of us went for Basil Lerman, which is mad because like, he's going to yeah. cut his teeth on those. Yeah, and I love Moulin Rouge. Makes me cry. I actually can't watch Mur- it anymore. Mural's too sad. Well. I always watch it till the end. I went oh. to see it in the cinema with my uh, my grandmother, who um, was about eighty at the time. Oh, and she was just like, "Oh, I wanted to go see the Can Can movie." So I was like, "Okay, yeah, I'll, I'll take it, no problem." And then saw a couple of scenes in there, and I was like, "Uh oh!" And afterwards, she was like, "There wasn't enough dancing in it." <laughs> Yes. Okay, Gran. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe next time. Moulin Rouge. Uh, yes, but please do get back to us for your favourite Mission Impossible Seppies. You can tweet us at Big Reviewski, and you actually can't WhatsApp us. No, I, it's the most unimpressive number. It's and un- a very forgettable possible number. number. Yeah. See what I did there? Hey. Uh-huh. Your mission, should you choose to accept it? Is, try to remember this yeah. goddamn phone number. Uh, so, yeah, if you do have a favourite Seppies that we haven't mentioned, or maybe one that you have, because myself and Paul of the exact same one uh, do tweet us at Big Reviewski now okay we are going to the cinema to talk about the top 10 now this is the part of the show where oh normally creeps us out with terrible music from what sounds like The Conjuring <laughs> and I want stand free so instead we have this Mutiny So just like your face is so happy. Right <laughs> just like your sound guy was Tony Bobble along as well. Just like your choice of Aaliyah a few weeks ago. That was the most Rory Cashin esque top ten jingle I could find. Steely Dan. Feels like you should have like a coconut like cocktail in your hands or something. I often you do have do. A, you do have the funky shirt on today to match it. I'll, I, I, I'll have our listeners know. Thank you. Yes, you can almost hear my shirt over the microphone. It's that loud. So top ten in the Dublin box office or Dublin Ireland box office uh, for the last week. Number ten was. Patrick, which myself and Paul still haven't seen. Olivia, no. did you get around to seeing the? No, but I did enjoy the interview on Graham Norton with um, um, Jennifer Saunders and her daughter, who's in it. Oh, I haven't. I didn't see that interview. They was it? A, it was fun. It was a lot of fun, and the dog came on the show as well. The little pug. The little pug, so cute. Which yeah, so just I moment. just can't. Um, I can't get on board with whatever that film was about. <laughs> Number nine, Dublin Old School, which I really enjoyed. Made Dublin look pretty cool. Made me want to party there more. Uh, Loved it actually. Bizarrely enough, a fellow I followed on Twitter, the thing he was impressed with most is something I picked up: the continuity. 
the fact that yeah. people are actually walking in areas of Dublin is like, oh yeah, he could get from here to here logistically in that time. Yeah, that's just me being really finicky as a dub. I know it's yeah. one of my pet peeves as well. It's like Re- uh, rebellion was a devil for doing that. It's like they'd film you crossing the Liffey one way and then shoot you in. Like you'd be crossing the Liffey to go to the, the north side, and then suddenly you're in Docky. Yeah. Like, no, that's not how it that's, works. That's not geography. That's not how it works. <laughs> Number eight is uh, possibly the longest title I have seen all year. Is it longer than Jersey Peel, Potato Pie, In the Moon, Back Chapter Two, Volume? Yeah, yeah. yeah. whatever the hell that film yeah, was. Yeah, the Jersey Peel, Potato Pie Society. Or Still not Guernsey, actually. Yeah, whatever. Uh, this one is Thomas and Friends. Big World! Exclamation mark. Big Adventures! Exclamation mark. The movie. Can't get is I presume is that about Thomas the Tank Engine? I presume. Yeah. Oh. It is. No, no. See, this is I'm militant about this. I'm an old school Thomas fan. Can't get on board with the CGI stuff. It hasn't got Ringo in can't it. Can't get on board. Just can't get on board with, with it. No. the train? No. I'm militant Thomas. Thomas was my childhood, so nah. You don't gonna choo- ruin it for choo- me. choose it. I don't choo- choo- choose it. Annie Clarabel. I don't know the old inspective fat controller. Gordon Percy. I'm just naming trains now at this stage. But would you go to review it? Like, would, no. you, would you say you we could send you out to be the inspector of this movie? Well, I could probably go, but then I might be having to hold back the tears, but I just got that joke there. I was <laughs> He's been making them for the past like, 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. They Rory, just keep coming. Yeah. Rory's going full steam on this, aren't you? I am, I am. They're coming out like they're on rails. Um, <laughs> number seven was The First Purge, which was uh, not great, but the TV show looks better. It does actually, yeah. Yeah, I'm actually surprised at how good it looks because you know they've kind of gone down the toilet. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, they, they. Well, especially the first one wasn't great, but uh, maybe this is the perfect uh, avenue for them to take the story because there's a lot more story to tell than just. Uh, there's Here one night again. and stuff is happening. <laughs> uh, number six, Hotel Artemis. Now, we didn't get around to reviewing this yeah, last too much week football because on. of, yeah, apparently there was yeah. a sport thing happening. Uh, but Paul, you actually did see it in the in the last week. I did, actually, and I really enjoyed it. And in a sense that we were talking previously about Game Night and Blockers not particularly portraying the film that it overall was, I had the impression that this was going to be like a John Wick shooting up 90 minutes, pure action, fun stuff. And... It really wasn't. It was actually more of an interesting character study about stuff like loss and grief and addiction. Essentially, uh, you've got Motley Crue characters have to check into a very uh, swanky but now run-down hotel kind of 1920s decor. It's, in terms of the tone and the style, it's it's slick as hell. Um, you've got Sophia Butella, um, uh, uh, Charlie Day, Dave Bautista, but it's all administered by Jodie Foster, who's this nurse and on a really hectic night when there's rioting uh, they all end up in this uh, in this uh, hotel and tensions are running high uh, but Jodie Foster Jesus the amount of like obviously incredible actress but this is the best thing I've seen her in since maybe even The Brave The Brave one I think Neil Jordan's one probably one of my favourite ones she's done recently uh, the amount of like hidden levels to her character is fantastic but the only thing surprisingly that I didn't go for is that when it does ultimately uh, go bonkers because Sterling K's, Sterling K. Brown's main character stole from this crime boss who is Jeff Goldblum who shows up uh, late into the film and it all kind of kicks off from there. I really wanted it to just go really all out in the action and I was kind of a little bit like Christ that was the one thing I really expected from it and I was just left wanting a bit more from the action but the thing that it really hit me was just the dramatic stakes. I didn't expect that but um, yeah it's uh, it's really tight really uh really cleverly executed film and what I loved about it as well they kind of set up that world that they can kind of play in They've mm. not to give too much away but there's kind of hints of what the past was and 
an alternate kind of similar establishment that could be set up later. So yeah, I'd be all in favour of going back. Oh. Well, I think it died a slow and painful death at the American so, like, box office. Yeah, like it made like. no money, considering the cast is oh. so strong um, and the reviews were decent. Yeah, but I think I, for from my, from my impression, the, it just they had no idea how to market it. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing I thought. She, yeah. Last week you were like eh, John Wick, and I was like, I don't think it is like John yeah. Wick. Um, it didn't he, open in many in many theaters either. I think it was like no. less than a thousand theaters or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and I think in in the states as well, it was op- I think it opened the same weekend as something huge, yes. or maybe Incredibles, Incredibles two or something. Yeah. No, it was before that. Um, I play um, a fantasy movie league, so I should know which one <laughs> it came out against because I picked it and then it did terribly. But what did you think? Any? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. on, it's on the it's on the agenda. Uh, I spent my week watching something else, which we'll get to in a moment. It's actually <laughs> a far more interesting character study than an action film, yeah. which I found like off, off the back of your review, I mm-hmm. definitely want to see it. Yeah. So hopefully. Mm-hmm. Paul Moore will be the singular reason why the movie makes more money in Ireland than it did no, in America. It, it'll find an audience but I don't know if it'll be as you said enough to get a sequel but it is a very it'll good be one of those, surprising film. It'll be one of those films that like five years from now we'll say one of the most underrated movies nobody went to see is now on Netflix and exactly. so you should watch it. <laughs> Number five Ocean's Eight Olivia? I still haven't seen it. This is girl power, Olivia. I know. Because I was in Greece when it came out, so I just haven't gotten around to seeing it. My list is still... I got cinemas in Greece. Not not where I was. (laughs) Fair. It's fine. It's grand. It's fine. Oh, don't say that. It's fine. It's grand. It's fine. Uh, uh, Number four, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom continues to make all the money in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, The third one... I don't know. Bring on those dinosaurs! <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be mania. I'm thinking of like really grisly set pieces, like put a raptor in a school. I'm thinking like the worst stuff. Remember I said like yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking like it go really mad. Yeah, you just you, you want like an 18 yeah. Jurassic. Wouldn't that be great though? Yeah, it would make no money, but absolutely. Yeah, like, I scared the crap out of the kids. It's 18s. <laughs> what kids are you bring into? But we will get have children. Actually, no, the third oh, one. Paul's one. Paul's yeah. dream Jurassic sequel, <laughs> like be. David Cronenberg stuff, just like yeah, ripping. Darren you know, Aronofsky's limbs off, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jurassic World. Like, like poor Timmy in the original, he actually does get electrocuted on the fence, then eaten alive. Like really grim stuff. That's why they don't ask you to write things. It's because I want to see your this. version of Jurassic Park is truly traumatizing. <laughs> Number three is Skyscraper, which was The Rock trying to do Die Hard meets uh, the Towering Inferno. Mm-hmm. But like I said last week, it's too CGI. It was too fake for there to be any real stakes uh, and it didn't do well in the States no. either I think it got worldwide it, it got number one around the world which isn't surprising given the setting it of it it didn't get number one in the States didn't it no, no. it was 27 million yeah it made end. less it's than a rock tweeting something about global take or oh, something oh like it's it oh, probably, like it'll make all the money in oh, yeah. uh, China because I think it's set there Singapore is it or is it China uh, Asia, Asia. Yeah. It's like his movies <laughs> always give yourself an out <laughs> he seems to be like kind of like he does good movie bad movie good movie bad movie we were good saying movie, this last movie. week yeah. but then this was kind of like two bads in a row because like, even though I liked Rampage um, so a lot did? of people really did I did like Rampage okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was you, we can still you can be stay. Yeah. Yeah. I loved Rampage but a lot of people really didn't like yeah, it yeah a lot of people are wrong Yeah. so Rampage was great I'm clearly in the right room we clearly we're, oh. all, we're, all, we're all right <laughs> Yeah. Uh, everyone else is wrong. Exactly. But he'll, uh, he'll make good bank. And I think didn't Owen catch up with Vanessa Kirby and talked about his next Fast and Furious? It's on Joe Day. She got a question in there. She, she is in it? in it with the state 
Helen Mirren and oh is this the spin off yeah it is the Luke Hobson yeah so I think that's next on his slate which will guarantee to make like a bajillion yeah and Idris Elba that's who's in it oh yes Idris Elba's going to be the the villain is he yeah he is so that interview is up there to get uh, Vanessa Kirby's take on working with The Rock next that's up on Joe and it will also have its own bonus feature at some point later this week number two was The Incredibles 2 which I loved and Paul I really liked it yeah although it was kind of like Jesus I was like did they know they're making an animated film it didn't feel like animated kiddie film no I was kind of thinking like Jesus like does the scriptwriter feel like he has to throw in like a few cheap jokes here to keep the kids on side because this is dark stuff uh, but all the pre- all the power to Brad Bird for not doing that because yep. there are times it's like geez, there's some weighty stuff here like um, they touch on obviously domestic life what it's like to be married uh, there's obviously feminist overtones as well and I thought this is really really clever stuff but the sequence that stayed with me was the bit that I thought looked really like Saw when the villain uh, corners a particular character and it's like it's lit really dark and it's kind of just some torture going on I was like Jesus this is some really dark stuff going on but um, great to see it's doing really well and all for Jack-Jack possibly getting his own film which it seems I think they're going to do amazing. I think that I can see them leaning that way I'd be surprised if they did you reckon? Um, I'd yeah, be in TV I think, show I th- maybe but Pixar haven't life, done a silent film Pixar like Minions is a silent film essentially you could see that with Jack-Jack the kind of physical oh, comedy like, yeah I'd say, I'd say eventually he'll get his own maybe uh, short film in front of a uh, mm. future Pixar mm. film. Speaking of which, you see the follow from that bow, the yeah. little one, the, about the dumpling. People were traumatised yeah. for that. It is an odd, <laughs> it's an odd short film. I will eat my own babies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually yelped at that moment. I was like, ah! I was like, what the hell's going on? I, it was, it was odd. It was. Um, There's like a massive follow to like people are traumatised from it. Yeah, people it's, don't. They don't understand. They, I, don't, well, I, I was hungry. <laughs> I would eat that dumpling, and it was a bit it annoying was, at the time. He was annoying me, so I decided to eat him instead. It, yeah. Like this bit in it where it's just like refilling her own child's head with like fish and I was just like what is happening and like is this Sorry. I suppose it was a good prelude to how, how not for kids the main film was yeah. uh, and number one god damn it Mamma Mia here we go again now Rory I believe you got to see this I right? did I did I thought the first one was perfectly acceptable for what it was trying to be uh, and the second one I had no real grand illusions because the trailer I think we talked about last week was like it's very cheeky because Meryl Streep appears to be in it mm. But the film does not appear to have her in it at all. Uh, and instead it has a young Lily James yep. play a young Meryl Donna. Streep. Um, Donna. Thank you. Okay. A <laughs> <laughs> young Meryl Streep. We're all about the details here. <laughs> in the and, and how she encounters the younger versions of Pierce Brosnan, Colin Firth and Stella Skarsgård and ends up in Greece and ends up being pregnant mm. with what will later become Amanda Seyfried and then Amanda Seyfried's story where she's trying to reopen the hotel that her mother had wanted to do in the first place so it's a prequel slash sequel like I said it's the Godfather 2 mm-hmm. of Mamma Mia <laughs> um, I went in with like relatively low expectations and came out saying well that had some of the best comedic one-liners I've heard all year most specifically thanks to Catherine Barinsky who oh, is yes. She's incredible. I what love have her. Seen, what have I seen her in? Catherine She's Bruce in like the Good Wife. Oh, is she Leonard's mother from The Big Bang Theory. I don't yes. watch that show. Oh, and, no, I just know her. From Neither that. should you. I, I, well, it's on practically <laughs> every station. She was also the um, the the fancy Hoovian from The Grinch. 
Oh yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes. That she does a great like, kind of upper class waspy type yes. character. Yes. Yeah, she's fantastic. Hey, and, uh, she has <laughs> some incredible one liners in uh, in this film. And I bought my eyes out. Yeah, I did, did too. Bald my goddamn eyes out. Yeah, Same I went, towards the end. I was like, no, yeah. no. dude. Oh, Never no. happy music. There's They're not on. at the end. No. We're not going to go into details because no. that'll be a spoiler. But like, literally, I went to see with my mum and the two of us turned to each other and the two of us were bawling our eyes and we just held each other's hand silently and just cried silently. In the I, well, I was like, I was very cynical about it because I looked back in the middle of the scene and everyone was in bits can, like the entire cinema was just like uh, it was better than I expected it's mm. very emotionally manipulative oh yeah um, and it does have a few songs in there and I was like is this even an ABBA song yeah. I've never heard this before the thing I'd be wondering about is like did they not like, you, I've seen bits of the first one but they not used all the great tracks from the first one. Um, they used a lot of yeah. the, a lot of the good ones. There's still some really good ones left over. Yeah, well, obviously the back catalog. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, the teacher is a good one. Yeah, uh, and there is a few where I was like, I had no idea this song even existed. <laughs> um, and then they reused some, obviously as well, for like some major key points. But yeah, like Lily James, I thought was fantastic. Yeah. I had no time for her previously because I was, thought she was the most drab Cinderella I'd ever seen. Really, um, I like her. She was okay in the like five lines she got in Baby Driver. She was like really underdeveloped. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, just thought I she forgot was... that she was even in that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so did I actually. Uh, but now she was fantastic in it and the younger versions of, of the male actors were great and everyone was just having a great time. Just yeah. making it. Actually, and a fun fact on that, did you know that the so Jeremy Irvine plays the young uh, Pierce Brosnan, young Sam in this? Yes. He played young Colin Firth in The Railway Man. Oh, so he's just going around playing younger versions of actors. Yeah, so he'll be young Stellan Skarsgård in some Eventually, other film there. <laughs> so in given, given time, he'll play young Stellan and he'll probably be great at that too. Probably, yeah, he's good. So that was the top ten. Uh, okay, so example high clue. Oh, yeah. Time. Get your pens. <laughs> I'm so get bad your paper. at these. This one I think is easy. But I say that every week. You're probably only bad because <laughs> I get the, like, the syllables wrong every week when I'm given the example. So. Well, again, I put this through I'm a... Kind of fast and loose with the rules sometimes of these. Yeah. Again, I put this through a high clue syllable counter, which probably it was wrong. Yeah. It tends to be wrong every week. <laughs> so as per usual, 575 is what we're going for. He can't be any worse living than own. Like, he's been had a rotten run. He's not going to... Like, I mean... I mean, he created this game and he's <laughs> awful at it. But you know what? He's not sensitive about it at all. So no, we can he's, say this. Real, uh, it's all a bit of fun. Yeah. If he's <laughs> yeah. listening back to us, he's terrible at this and he might actually cry. So yeah. You'll be better than him. Paul, you're so mean to own. And I enjoy it. He's not here. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh. Okay, you ready? First line. Alright. Sings for the first time. Sings for the first time. Okay. okay. Keaton. Uh-huh. Thought he was verbal. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Made them all a mug. Paul has a cheeky smile yeah. on his face. Yeah. <laughs> Your cheeky cheek. I think it's fairly. I don't want to see it yet. Don't say it. I don't it want to is. see it yet. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um. Leave Olivia. Me for a bit. <laughs> any any thoughts? Keaton is Lincoln. Ah, here I back to, I back to you're better known in this. Come on, <laughs> put my reputation on the line. No, no, I'm 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 very bad at this. We'll see. Any thoughts at, at all? Anything standing? Any, anything out? coming straight well, I'm, out? I'm just listing Keaton films in my head now. Okay. So like yeah, your your face says that's the wrong thing. That's to be the doing. wrong direction. Okay, yeah. 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 
Okay, we'll come back to it. Okay. In the meantime, uh, we're going to hop on to our first of two big interviews today. Uh, up first is writer-director Christopher McQuarrie, who is... He's just a fantastic director. Uh, he directed Rogue Nation for Mission Impossible, and he's back now. First director... Jack Reacher, too. And Jack Reacher, yeah. yeah. But he's the first director back to direct two Mission Impossible, so obviously they're quite happy with him, and obviously Tom's quite happy with him, because mm-hmm. he's worked on him a number of times. Uh, and our lovely own, who isn't here today, did manage to get over to Paris. Lucky, lucky... Sod. I was, about to, I was about to curse there, but I didn't. Oh, we'll save it for when we're really yeah. angry because Henry Cavill interview is coming up next. <laughs> so he got over to Paris and he managed to talk to Christopher McQuarrie, and this is how that went. Christopher, it's lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you. Uh, congratulations on Mission Impossible Fallout. Uh, Thank you. you obviously uh, had a chance to watch it last night. You've seen it loads of times, I'm sure. Lots of times, yes. But uh, last night with a, with a jam packed cinema screen, is that a different kind of experience for you where instead of watching the film, you're out the corner of your eye, kind of. What's everybody? Well, I couldn't stay for the whole movie, and uh, and I stayed for the beginning. I stayed for the first, right up until the credits, and I noticed how quiet the audience was, and I was terrified because I thought, oh, this is falling flat on its face. So I left, not knowing really what the response was going to be, and I was I was very pleased when I woke up this morning. It got a brilliant response. Uh, yeah, people were very nice about it. Yes. Yeah. So fingers crossed. Very that. grateful continues uh, what is it 11 years and 9 films now together with, with Tom Cruise yes uh, you make a beautiful couple uh, and you make brilliant movies together oh, as well thank you have you plans for number 10 I know we've literally just finished this one but uh, we're talking about a couple things it, 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 the truth is Tom and I all we ever do is just talk about whatever we just did whatever we're doing and whatever we're doing next and we we do there's not really a formal conversation about it but uh, yeah we're, our, we're already at work on number 10 would you mind bringing him to Ireland so we can hang off stuff there? I would love to. Uh, I have, you know, I have heritage in Ireland, so I would love to come and work there. Definitely, we don't have too many high buildings, but no, that's true. It's a yeah, it's another. Yeah, we, the, the terrain tells us what to do. So. We'll, we'll find another angle. Actually, yes. Fallout starts in Belfast. What yes. was the, What was the thinking behind that? Whenever you were writing uh, the, it? the street that like, we were on, because we, I'm not too far away from that. And I was like, Ethan Hunt was in Belfast, and I didn't know. So. <laughs> yeah, the street that we were on, we were we were we were shooting. We looked out the door and said, "Where could this be? Where would this take place?" And and one of the crew said, it "Looks like Belfast," and that's that's how it ended up in Belfast. Perfect. Uh, the action, yet again, is spectacular. Uh, I think there was a woman in front of me who may have had a heart attack. Good. So I think that's uh, to go stick was that in okay the poster. Was she okay at the end? I think she was fine by the end. Okay, good. She may have good. suffered a segment. No, she's grand. But is it, uh, I don't know, what, what kind of pressures are just to keep raising that bar? Because even as a fan, I walked, uh, watched Rogue Nation there recently, and I was like, phenomenal film. But this, I think the bike scene in particular, people are talking about the halo scene and yeah. helicopters, but it was the bike scene for me that I was like, oh, God. The bike yes. scene is crazy. It's really crazy. And it's crazier than the last one. Um, and I think the last one was speed. You know, it was on that highway and it was flat out. They were going very, very fast. This one was weaving in and out of city traffic. And some of those surfaces are very dangerous. We had all of these safety rigs built for Tom. They all failed. And Tom just had to go for it. Um, and you feel that when you're watching it. He's right on the edge in that scene. Um, what went through your mind just that moment the day you were filming uh, the stunt, which is in the film? Uh, yes. It's the actual footage as well. Oh, yes. Because everyone's collectively <gasps> waiting comes. for that moment. But uh, <laughs> just that initial thought in your own head. Was my, well, my initial thought was, wow, he really looks like he hurt himself. Like, he's, he's a doing, great actor. He's awesome. <laughs> he's doing a great job. 
And then he got up and ran past the camera. And I, he, Tom's not afraid to make Ethan look vulnerable. The idea that he was making it look like the stunt hurt, I just thought this was another day of Tom being Ethan. And when I said cut, he, he went down. And I knew, I knew we had a problem. But I have to say, his spirits were, were incredible. He was, and, and, and I knew that somehow this was all going to work to our advantage. It was, it was you, you, after you've making movies as long as we've been making them, you realize that anytime something goes wrong, it's just an opportunity to... Disaster is an opportunity to excel. That's what we say all the time. I'll, uh, I'll write that one down. Keep yeah. that. Um, Henry Cavill, brilliant addition to the film. Uh, absolutely loved his He's character. Fantastic. Everything about him, the look, the way he fights, yes. everything. Um, are there any other actors out there who you got to... Obviously, I'm thinking specifically of maybe Irish actors or anyone that you're a fan of that someday you're like, I could see them potentially fitting in... Uh, in I think anybody can. That's what's really great about it. We don't... We don't think in terms of the role first and the car- and the actor second. We always think in terms of the actor. I mean, Simon Pegg, um, uh, uh, J.J. and Tom saw him in Shaun of the Dead and worked him into the story. There was no plan for a longer-term character for the movie. Uh, and Simon showed up and embodied that character and, and became what, what Benji is now. So, yeah, I, you know, bring it on. Um, what should we do with people who insist on using their phone in the cinema? Um, I, I, feel, I, I pity them. I mean, I feel sorry that they have lives that are that are so busy that they can't sit down and enjoy a movie. Um, take a vacation is what I would say. Uh, did I imagine Terminator references at the start of the... Between the nuclear side of it and there's a storm coming uh, at the opening of the oh, film? Oh, that's I was very, like, very ter- funny. <laughs> that's very, very funny. I had, I had not thought of that in terms of the storm coming. Uh, but the it's it's funny we were we were inspired by Terminator for the that moment. So that was Christopher McQuarrie. He's uh, he's a, seems like a lovely man. He's mm-hmm. a talented, talented, talented fecker. Good writer as well. Yeah. He's a really like he wrote Valkyrie. I think that's probably how he came onto Cruise's radar, was it? Uh, that was their first time working yeah. together. Yeah. I think yeah, and he's obviously worked on Edge of Tomorrow and loads of stuff. Oh, I forgot he wrote Edge of Tomorrow. Um, so he's amazing, um, but. Not he con- is just—he is just the appetizer. Not mm-hmm. content with speaking to a genius, Owen then speaks to what Paul believes to be the second most handsome man <laughs> in the world, after himself, uh, because he manages to sit down with Superman himself, Henry Cavill, sans the tash, sans tash. Yeah. Now he can rock a good tash, and I am hoping that Cavill can go the way of Selick and bring strong Ooh. mustache game back into our lives, because the mustache on Cavill is primo. Did you him in a remake of Magnum PI? They, they they did a Magnum PI remake and it's on telly and it was directed by James Wan uh, and it came out it's coming out next month and the lead star is Jay Hernandez and he doesn't have a moustache so <gasps> the whole thing is dead to me blasphemy uh, so here's uh, Owen Doherty's interview with Henry Cavill featuring really really heavy flirting from Owen himself it's yeah, it is. Owen you're a married man <laughs> still so, would yeah you, ah, you would of course yeah, you would. would you couldn't help yourself Henry it's lovely to see you again great to see uh, you too congratulations on Fallout um, you had a chance to see it last night I did we were in the cinema together we so were. thank you for a lovely date it was uh, you're very well you very well um, I didn't appreciate your it happens attentions. all the time <laughs> I couldn't control yeah. myself um the film well what did you think first of all was that the first time you were getting a chance to see it it was without the distractions obviously I loved it genuinely loved it it's it's a weird one because you're in the movie right so you obviously know what goes on 
but the way they've done it, the way they've executed it, I was genuinely excited. On the at the end, and I know what happens. I was there. <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat, and feeling it in a room full of people who are feeling it as well was enormous fun. Well, I was wondering about that because yourself and some of the other cast members who were there, I think Simon Pegg was doing a fair amount of whooping and hollering as well. But uh, he's <laughs> a right at inappropriate go- moments. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, um, with some uh, interesting deaths and uh, he's, he's a lot of cheering around those. But you actually get the best line in the film um, whenever you say... Uh, People actually fall for this shit. Yeah. Because um, people have been saying that for years about the Mission Impossible with the uh, with the masks coming off. But right. you're the guy that gets to deliver that line. Yeah. I, I that was that was a, a joy. And you know, we all we all had such a good time on set. And that's the thing with this story. We know what it is. And we get to we get to play within that realm, especially now, where everything is so self aware when it comes to movies that we can do it, and it exists. It works in the world. I mean, I'm a character who's brought into this bizarre team, and I get to be like an audience member who's like, "Really? Like that's like you're going to do a thing? Okay, let's just watch this go to stuff." <laughs> <laughs> stuff. Do you mutter your own lines under your breath whenever you're watching it? Oh, Sometimes. And they all just come back to you. As you're Sometimes, watching. yeah. And yeah. my line's really good in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are times, for sure. Uh, you're also, when you're watching yourself, you're just, it's like, I don't know, like a parent watching their kid just trying to get them to do really well. I'm just really hoping that I don't mess you it don't up. Mess yeah. It up. Well, you didn't. Um, well, actually, no, some stuff is your fault. Mustache gate, obviously, that the whole world is talking about. Making other men feel inadequate, that's just a general thing. Oh, um, <laughs> breaking Tom Cruise's ankle, you can kind of take responsibility for that because he was running after in, you. In some time. way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah so sure. You've obviously. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll shoulder that. <laughs> that's the way blame works. <laughs> yeah. um, well, obviously, you've apologized to him since then. I have. Um, yes. Did you write anything on his cast? Or? I did not. Or does he heal like within minutes? I'm not sure. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he just concentrates really hard and he heals. Heals the boat. He's like superhuman, that man. Um, was there a moment when you realised that he actually wasn't human? You know, a particular you know day on set or something. You're like, ah, oh, come on, Tom, you can't be serious. You know what? There, there is. I'm, I'm tough to impress. I, I know some legitimately impressive people who have done some stuff, which is Thank real you. hero stuff, and I know you. Also, well, is it? <laughs> yes. It's a side category. Subcategory. Uh, right. But Tom, you go onto movies and you meet movie stars. You're like, yeah, you know, they look great in movies. But in real life, then obviously it's impossible to attain that status of what they achieve in movies. Tom actually does. He actually does all the stuff. He does stunt fly helicopters and he does leap tall buildings. And he just keeps on going and going and going. He's a machine. I have a lot of respect for the man. I really, really do. He's, he's tough, and I'm impressed. I'm not sure uh, when the last time you were back in Ireland, but uh, I know you spent a lot of time there. I the did. last time we were talking about you were uh, at the Groove Festival, yep. which was just on again. You missed Heather Smalls and M people. That's yeah, my friend sent me photos, actually. Oh, really? I, was, I was gutted that uh, I wasn't there. It was two years ago, I think, I was last there. Have you, uh, have you any plans to come back, maybe, whether it's film or just relaxation? I would love to go back, yes. It's all a matter of timing. Finding the time, uh, finding... The availability of my mates as well and I mean we'll see yes I'd love to go back final question what should we do with people who insist on using their phone in the cinema go on you can be as nasty as you want okay I think every case is different someone could be I don't know worried about 
their friend giving birth or something. And yeah, that's a real thing. So yeah, check your phone. But just turn the bloody brightness down. And if you're just sitting there checking stuff, make sure you're aware that you're trying to hide it. Just don't be obnoxious. And if you are being obnoxious, we should kick him out. Don't be a dick. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Henry, cheers. Thanks Thank you very much. Find it best not to look. Not a particularly uh, good for podcast clip there, but it is lots of good Mission Impossible music. You can hear yeah. explosions, so you know it's action packed. We're big fans in this show of people that are talented, rich handsome mm. and charismatic yeah yeah we feel great for him yeah, I yeah. am so happy that Henry like it's finally worked out for Henry Cavill yeah, yeah. in fairness so. he struggled all <laughs> throughout his life with yeah, those, yeah, those like, looks yeah. so it's, it's been tough people yeah. must have just discounted him immediately but in fairness he's a fan, fan of Ireland he did the Tudors here didn't he and he's always, he's yeah. always coming back so always, oh well, my as, god as he's always coming back yeah. as on said he really wants to come back but uh Cavill is the brute force in uh, in Mission Impossible Follow. He's been sent in by Angela Bassett, CIA head, to make sure that uh, Tom Cruise and the rest of his IMF are properly going after the mission, uh, which involves stolen nuclear warheads mm-hmm. uh, traveling all over the world and jumping off really high buildings and hurting yourself. Yep. Um, I, out of the five previous ones, I've really, really, really enjoyed four of them. Um, and this seems like where's like one, two, three, kind of four? They weren't related particularly, and then five was like, oh, there's there's this plot and there's nods back to stuff that's happened previously, oh, the syndicate mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This feels like the first proper sequel because uh, Sean Harris is back as the big bad guy, uh, and he there was definitely like a Dark Knight vibe, yeah, to this one because it felt like there was even sequences in it I was like that, that actually reminds me of there's a scene where they're trying to break Sean Harris out of an armoured van yes. and I was like that's exactly like the uh, the truck scene from the Dark Knight yeah when the Joker uh, flips it yeah that whole yeah. the whole yeah. sequence leading up to that um, and also I thought the score sounded an awful lot like Hans Zimmer's score um, to the Dark Knight so there was some very heavy nods to that um, which is if you're going to like nod towards any film it may as well be one, one of yeah. the <laughs> most enjoyable blockbusters ever made um, I thought the stunts in it were fantastic uh, the action is really really good everyone is having fun everyone's giving really good performances Cavill is great Rebecca Ferguson I really enjoyed Vanessa Kirby actually because she uh, her character who we can't really talk too much about uh, when you understand w- who her character is it was like oh that's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> um, the only thing was the was the plot. Like half an hour in, I was like, "Oh, okay," mm. and that was it. Like there was no further revelation in it. And it's like, unlike say Mission Impossible Three, where the plot was not that important because yeah, you never it was, even found out what the rabbit's foot is because it didn't feel mm. important, mm. and that totally worked. Um, and it would the, the the case was just like finding Philip Seymour Hoffman. It was more of a chase movie. Um, but the plot in this is is trying to be a bit more convoluted. It's trying to be a bit more twisty turny. But like from the from the introduction of one particular character, I was like, okay, yeah. I've got this, and there was no detour away from it. And uh, and I felt like even towards the end, it was like, ta da! But everyone in the audience <laughs> was like, we know, we, we know, we <laughs> we figured that out. Uh, so that was my only major concern was that the film thought it was way smarter than it actually was. Yeah, it kind of overcomplicated it. 
like unnecessarily if they just kept it simple it would yeah. have worked just as well yeah or if you're going to complicate it complicate it enough that you surprise the audience mm. uh, don't complicate it with really easy puzzles for everyone to figure <laughs> out uh but yeah, so I, I thought it was. I thought it was really good, yeah. Olivia. It was really high octane action. Like I really enjoyed oh, it. It was relentless. But it was like, even though it was relentless, it still had like a really nice sort of like ebb and flow to it as mm. well. So there were some like um, like cool down moments as well. So it's kind of like action, 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 little bit of quiet, action, action, and that's what you kind of want from your yeah. from your action films. Um, I, on the other hand, I thought that while I loved the action sequences, I thought some of the CGI was really dodgy. Oh, really? Where? And like, there's one scene where, like, it's not a spoiler, Tom Cruise is on a motorcycle and he's sure. going through Paris, yeah. at, like the clappers. And there's one scene where you can clearly see that they switch to a green screen and yeah. then it switches back. And it's like, how much money have you put into this film and you couldn't do that a little bit better like yeah. I'm, a, I'm a real like stickler for big budget films not executing the CGI right because I'm kind of just like but where else are you putting the money like that's if you're going to do a CGI scene it needs to be flawless yeah especially and that scene yeah. yeah so in that sense that bit for me was was not so good but on the other hand I did really like how they used the scene where Tom Cruise injured himself Oh yeah! In the actual, they film. left it in. They left yeah. it in, and, and his it, little wobble out off the little, camera little afterwards. Yeah, I thought it was really funny. Yeah, and he got to run a lot. Yeah, like he he loves a good run. Does mm. Tom um, lives running? Th- yeah, actually, we, we were saying it's like he runs not like someone would actually run, but for, no. it's a good screen run. Like it's exactly what like, you want someone to run like look like they run in a film. He runs like Robert Patrick in Terminator Two. It's all like knife arms. <laughs> it's he uh, perfectly perpendicular to his <laughs> yeah. body. No, yeah. it is. That's the thing. But like it feels like everything he does l- looks better. Like it, he does, the, he does it that way so it looks good on screen rather than it making yeah. sense in reality. Um, also, you want that in an actor too. You want them to know the difference between. Oh yeah, you, oh, yeah. you want it to knows. look as great as as it can. Yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I'm really looking forward to it because I I loved um, the last last three of them. But I'm just thinking from the outside in. I kind of want someone to be killed off because it's getting to the stage when it's it is a comic book essentially. These films are now, and I'm not surprised you said the plot doesn't pretty hang up because I imagine these films are conceived stunts first and we'll wrap the story and the plot around it mm. they probably have an idea what they want mm. but then the money and all the thinking goes towards the execution of the plot obviously safety and health stuff but like yeah. it's almost like yeah. <laughs> it's almost like you know, broke yeah. legs yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was kind of thinking like Jesus you've got from the last ones who are still floating around you've got like oh, Renner you've got Ving Rhames is still involved from the first one you've got Simon well, Renner's Pegg. gone oh is Renner completely Renner's gone Renner's, Renner's gone, gone. Yeah, completely gone um, but there's a lot of ancillary characters and secondary like Cruz will always will never die he's born but I'm thinking if you want to stay with him just up the stakes a bit so I'm looking for I'm going into it kind of hoping it does go a bit darker in that sense mm. yeah because I felt like Jesus there's no danger in, in these at all like well yeah. mm, <laughs> go see it yeah anyway. <laughs> and um, yeah really looking forward to it uh, yeah no I do really really recommend it. I think yeah. it is one of the best action some of the best action I've ever seen mm. I think is in that film because there is like that fight scene in the bathroom is insane oh it's and it, it's just choreographed so well yeah. I, oh I love it and it's like this, there's no music over it like you can hear every punch and every kick and every battering of a pipe yeah. over someone's head and to be honest he needed a uh, he needed to come back to this because his last few films have been not the greatest from Tom and I love Tom Cruise like yeah. the man knows what he's doing yeah. like for cent- for decades he knows what he's doing he nearly said centuries but, like, I did yeah. <laughs> but I was he thinking, used thinking to about be, the mummy he used to be someone else but like American Maids 
I wasn't a big fan of Oblivion. I know some people love the. I liked Oblivion, I, yeah. and I liked American Made. I liked Amer- but it, it was Just, too. It, it was, was like an hour too long. It was ain't that felt really long that film. And I did like, Edge and the Mummy Tomorrow. was awful. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow was the last great thing. I think I've seen them that I really yeah. loved. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, well, this is this is pretty great. I think um, Macquarie probably, well, you think he said already, he's not coming back for seven, oh. um, which is probably for the best because if they can get someone else in to... Because I remember Mission Impossible 1, I was like, the I, Palmer, don't, yeah. I don't know who <laughs> the bad guy is or why they're doing anything and it was really confusing. But and that was that, a proper like espionage film. That was yeah, that's what I think. really... Cause the, like, the where plot. else can they go? Like, it feels a bit like Fast and Furious now. It's like, oh, is he just in space with the next one? Because that's all you can do. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bring it to yeah. Ireland. We're never, we never have any action over here. Just Star Wars. Well, it and even then, it's just like milking some space cow. Have them on top of the spire or something. Yeah. Look, yeah. It, or the convention centre. It's, it's, it's not a spoiler to say that it opens in Ireland. Yeah, the first scene is, well... Yeah, the known own ass, own ass there. Yeah. yeah, like there's a, there's the the film opens in Belfast, but I don't think the scene was filmed in Belfast. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> I think it was just a street, and someone said it looks like Belfast. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Mission Impossible set in Ireland coming soon. But until then, do go see Follow because I actually do Can't think it see. was, and do go yeah. see it in IMAX because yeah, it does it, add that it, extra it, little bit a, of yeah, oomph. It's a, it's a big film, so you should go see in as big a film uh, see, screen as you possibly can. Okay, so that was our big review. We're going to go back now. The high clue. My high clue. Paul thinks he has it. Oh, Olivia. Yeah. No. I definitely haven't. Okay, well, I've seen... I've literally I've been s- staring at it. I'm just like, I'm just drawing a do blank. We, okay, you want to... No, right, no, 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 because I'll tell you why. It's because he's not here. But despite him not being here, he still has somehow managed to maybe guess I haven't heard what Is he's Tom going Cruise? to say it's, Tom Cruise it's, it's not it's the third oh. most handsome man of the world it's Owen Doherty <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone what's the crack it's Owen here I will be popping by to say hello later on but uh, I just thought I'd sneak in now because Rory sent me the example high clue now normally uh, I find these really uh, easy and definitely do not struggle with them for the duration of the show. Um, so hopefully this week won't be any different. Um, so looking at it here, the three lines are sings for the first time. Keaton thought he was verbal, made them all a mug. So syllable check on that, can't help it. Sings for the first time, five. Keaton thought he was verbal, seven. Made them all a mug, five. Perfect. So there's no excuses for... Uh, not getting this one. So the middle line's jumping out first. Keaton, I think of Michael Keaton, but then thought he was verbal, verbal. Uh, no capital V, but thinking Kevin Spacey, verbal Kent. And Kevin Spacey, verbal Kent, um, made them all a mug. Um, yeah, okay, okay. Sings for the first. Okay, got it, got it. Think I got it. Okay. Um, do, you want, do you want me to tell? Will I just say it? Not just yet, um, because I one think of my favorite things <laughs> in this history of the show is just seeing Olivia's face just drop there after <laughs> what it was. Yeah, I think Olivia. Do you think you have it now? Possibly. Okay. She says sheepishly to the well, microphone. Yes. Let's let's see. Let's see if if Owen got it. Okay, so it's the usual suspects. I think maybe. Were you tricking me? No, I wasn't. Owen. Uh, sings for the first time. Brian Singer. First film. Uh, yeah. Keaton thought he was variable. Keaton was Gabriel Burns' character's name mm. in the film. And for the entire film, well, until he saw it, the he primary, thought... He cornered he, Singer. He pushed he him thought, against the wall, he didn't thought he? He was he furious, was, yeah. He thought he was so the character that ended up being Verbal King, played by Kevin Spacey. Um, and made them all a mug. 
No. Yeah. yeah the uh, Kubayashi from the, from the mug. Yeah, yeah, it all makes sense. And Christopher Macquarie <laughs> no, wrote it. Was, it. If it's, a, it's, yes. a, it's a good one. I am just terrible. Chris, at Chris Macquarie, who we just heard still better to. known. Or like you're you're one for one. Owns like what twenty eight now for twenty eight or something like that. Uh, <laughs> well, he got this one. Bless him. So maybe he just he does better not in our not in the pressure, pressure of our company. Yeah. <laughs> but let's see. Constant insults we throw his way. We're just beating. Don't we're we just chip, you, chipping at his confidence. Don't throw me under that bus with you because you are a big reviews bully. Here, I can do this. I'm the second most handsome in the world. I can get away with anything I want. Okay. Now he's, now he's only the second most handsome. Well, he realised yeah. once Calvin was in the mix, like, we can, nobody can, everyone comes yeah. second to Calvin. Yeah. I felt really under pressure though because Paul got it so quickly and I was like, oh, crap. Uh, here, but I, I don't get out. So, yeah. <laughs> so, since he actually got that one, let's see if he has made a hard one for this week's competition. Oh, right. High clues. So, pens to the ready. Even I don't know this one. So, hit it on. Hi, Rory, Paul and Olivia. What's the crack? It's Owen here. Um, sorry, I can't be there with you today. A uh, bit of a funny morning. I actually woke up today uh, with my ankle chained to the bath. And there's another lad. He's over there. He's mm-hmm. chained up as well. A couple of saws lying around. So I think I think we actually we either have to work together to, to get out or maybe we just we might have to kill each other. I don't know. But while I'm going to figure that out. And in the meantime, if you want to try and figure out this week's competition, High Clue, um, I've done the syllable check. I use Rory's online syllable service, so it means it's probably completely wrong. But uh, here we go anyway. So pens at the ready. Uh, okay, so first line, infectious jailbird. The second line is funny-looking passenger. And the last line is Landing Las Vegas. So those three lines together are Infectious Jailbird, Funny Looking Passenger, Landing Las Vegas. So I the best luck with that. As I said, hopefully I'll be around next week. Maybe minus an ankle or <laughs> just dead. Um, anyway, your man's making a move. He's stern. So going to grab me saw. Chat to you later. Love you guys. Bye. God almighty. It's, it feels like every time Owen has, a, has a night out, yeah. he wakes up chained to something. <laughs> he's or, just, or, sounds like my kind of or, night out. Or, <laughs> it sounds like a Tuesday. Shifting monkeys or whatever. I don't know what that man does when he leaves the studio. It's never dull, though. Like, he always has a really good excuse for not being here. Uh, so, no, you can't answer this one out loud. We can't share it. Because this is for... Because I don't know what I... <laughs> Perfect. This is, for the, uh, this is for the listeners. So, I... I'm fairly certain I got it. Yeah, me too. Paul, I think, also was fairly certain he has it. Uh, But if you you think you do have the answer, please do tweet us at BigReviewsKey. Don't WhatsApp us. We've forgotten the number. And we don't check the phone. Someone else has that phone now. It's probably 08. I think I'm confident saying 08 is there. I think Owen has the phone, but he's in that room. So so he can't... uh, It's probably on the opposite side of the room to where he's chained as well. It's... Our battery's dead just when you need typical, it. Typical. 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 When a serial killer abducts you just when you want your phone to work. Mm-hmm. So, so that was the competition I clue. If you think you got it, do tweet us at Big Reviewski. Um, I think it's fairly easy. But yeah. no pressure, Olivia. Mm-hmm. You'll leave mm-hmm. here and you'll be like, ah, of course, that's what it was. Uh, so, yes, I think... Unless I've forgotten something. Recommendations! I think, oh, God damn. Right, right. Anything, anything I have forgotten something. Is good at home if people aren't going to go see Tom cruising it up? Which you should. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday, 1st of August on Film 4 at 5 to 1 in the morning. So, DVR it because it's long. Apocalypto is oh, on. Oh, nice. Um, oh. Which I haven't seen in a few years, but I do remember seeing it once in the cinema and then once again at home and it was just as good. Mel Gibson's 
chase film. It's yeah. essential yeah, chase it film. It was a post, yeah. um, post Passion of the Christ, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I do remember thinking it was, again, using this word, relentless, incredibly violent, uh, beautiful to look at. Um, vintage, just, vin- vintage Gibson. Yeah, just very unique. It wasn't like, and still to this day remains nothing like anything else I've ever seen, especially when you consider it was directed by Riggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who, he said he's coming back for a passion sequel set entirely in hell, which I don't, don't know what that will look like. If 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 that's what his envisioning of uh, the Passion of the Christ was, I can only imagine what hell must look like inside Mel Gibson's head. I'm going to dwell on that one. There's a joke I can that's make. Probably right even dar- that's probably even dark. It's probably darker than the Jurassic Park script I was pitching. Yeah. yeah. It's just him being called back to making uh, Little Weapon 5. <laughs> Too uh, old for this. Oh. SH1T. So, yes, Apocalypto, Wednesday, 1st of August, film four at 5 to 1 a.m. I do hope Alan watches it because I asked him in the interim and he told me he had not watched Crank. No way. He hadn't watched it. Friendship is done. Done. He doesn't know anything about Chef Chelios. Well, like, I mean, what's he doing? He's just sitting around having baths and not watching, not watching films? Jesus. <laughs> and Ferns, he had a good streak. He was watching some of the stuff I recommend. Yeah. He liked Edge of 17. Yeah. He liked Don't Breathe. Yeah. I mean, what what gives? I don't know. What's he doing? Get out. Saw through your leg, on. Just him and his mate. Saw through your leg. Saw Take up. that bloody stump and get to the nearest TV you can. It's rude. Fine. Yeah. It's rude. Have you seen uh, Crank? No. Have you seen Apocalypse? Years ago, when it first came out. All right. So, yeah. would you recommend it? Oh, oh. all right then. It, I, yeah, it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. All right. I thought it was very good. I have you do have a big telly and a loud speaker system. Oh yeah, that helps. Help. <laughs> now you're also rich, so yeah, fair play to you. <laughs> oh yeah, but that's all I have. I have nothing to plug it into. Um, no food in my fridge. Nothing. No, now are TV. we done? Have I forgotten anything? No. Uh, what's on next week's show, Roy or Rory? Next week. What do we have? Next week we next week is the Ant Man Two special. Oh Woo-hoo. sweet. Uh so Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lily. Uh, no, sorry, it's not Paul Rudd. It's the greatest human being of pardon. all time. Yes. Yeah, that's what TM, we call him. See in a circle, Paul Rudd. Yeah. Uh, Evang- Evangeline Lily. Um Michael yeah. Douglas. Oh yeah. And uh, director Peyton Reed will all be on the show uh, next week so that's our big Ant-Man special uh, but between now and then we will have not one not three but two bonus episodes I wonder where you were going <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the first one will be all of the cast everyone except Tom Cruise because Tom just doesn't do sit down interviews unless you're either Oprah or Ellen or Graham or Norton, Graham Norton. Um, so Owen has speaking speaking Owen has spoken to um <laughs> Chad. You've already heard Cavill, you've already heard Macquarie, but he's also spoken to Angela Bassett, Ving Rames, Vanessa Kirby, Simon Pegg, like the bigs. He's got them all. He's got them all. So he went to Paris and was hung out for them uh, for, a few, for a few days. I'm so happy for Good him. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, so that will be bonus feature number one. And then bonus feature number two is my long conversation with Cruz's stunt coordinator, Wade Eastwood. Really interesting. Um, we spoke while he was on the set of The New Men in Black. Uh, reboot with Ooh, Chris Hemsworth nice. and Tessa Thompson. Emma Thompson's come back to that as well. And Emma Thompson. Yeah. Two Thompsons. Um, two of my favourite Thompsons. Two Thompsons. Yeah. From Tintin. Um, so, yeah, that will be will also be up um, online in the next few days. Um, please do rate and subscribe to the show because it helps us a lot. Uh, and, yeah, we'll be back in a few days with, with the bonus and then b- b- bonus. Bonus. and then back next week with another episode of uh, of The Big Rooski. Olivia! Hi. Thank you so much. No yeah. problem. Where, 
where can people find you? Because you're going to be organising a huge event. Yes, yeah, so I am at Toxicoly on Twitter, but um, some of you may actually know some of my tweets from Dublin Comic Con. Mm. Um, Dublin Comic Con coming back to the convention centre this August 10th, 11th and 12th, and you'll be able to meet Michael Dorn from Star Trek, Carl Urban from Thor oh, Ragnarok wow. in Star Trek, um, Peter Macon from The Orville. We also have announced just recently um, Lachlan Munro from Riverdale in the upcoming Predator. Ooh. Nice. So, yeah, there's loads of people coming and uh, you can buy your tickets from Eventbrite. I want to go to there. Mm-hmm. That sounds like... I want Carl Urban to be my friend. I'd say he would... I'd say he'd be I'd your friend. He's yeah. mad. Like, like, like crazy. I met him once. He's very tall. He is he's very, like tall, very yeah. tall. He's literally been he's in like, everything that's cool. I think he's like yeah. six, three or six, four. He's a like, tall dude. Yeah, we're even doing like special... Um, a dread photo shoot with him Ooh. so people can if they book in for a photo shoot with Carl Urban like they can he, opt for that one like he well. loves all that stuff like genuinely he's oh, like yeah. the biggest geek going and he's like he's man's man he looks like he can beat the crap out of anyone he's huge <laughs> Paul yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm right? fanboying. Yeah, <laughs> fanboying. Sorry, I think you're a little bit in love oh, with Judge Dredd. And actually, something that I think you you guys are both like uh, Dean Kane as well. Oh, Superman! Superman! I saw Terry Hatcher was at Comic Con in she cosplay was. as Lois Lane. Went unnoticed. Interviewing for the Daily uh, yeah. Planet. That's incredible. Yeah, That's great. Cool. Get, get, get the whole gang back together. Get Jimmy Olsen and get the other guy. What's his name? The boss. The guy spoke with an accent. Grey hair. <laughs> are you okay? I don't know. Yeah, I think it was a, a bit of a downer to end on. If that's yeah, true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nearly three decades ago. So there's a chance of going around. So that's tenth, eleventh, twelfth of August. Tickets on Eventbrite. Thank you so much, Olivia, for coming in. It was an absolute pleasure. Um, and that's it. We'll be back next week for Ant Man Special. Yay! Thank you. Woo.